Come, Holy Spirit, come and take my words, that they may be your words, that your truth would be spoken here, for I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, here we are in the second week of Advent. Um, Advent is a season of preparation. Um, I think of Advent, I think, um, get ready and stay ready. Um, I think of these words from Isaiah that John the Baptist echoes of prepare the way. Um, For John, as as he was doing the baptism of all the people that were coming to him, uh, awaiting Jesus and awaiting the Messiah to be revealed, um, John is looking for the first coming of Christ. Um, We in Advent... Um, as a resurrection people are looking for the second coming of Jesus. But it is still um, equally appropriate to prepare the way. It's equally appropriate to get ready and to stay ready. Um, Jesus has come. Amen. And he is coming again. Amen. He's not done that yet. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. But um, he is coming. And he's coming either for us individually um, when we die and go on to be with him. Or he's coming for us as a group in that judgment, in that final day um, where everything will be put to rights. And everything will be, um, every wrong will be undone. And the world will be restored and a new heaven will come down um, and be this earth will be transformed into that new heaven um, but advent is a time where we look forward to that um, either to our own going on to be with Jesus or to his return in power in great triumph um, in great glory to restore the world but um, as I think about this and as I uh, read these scriptures it there's a more personal element to it for me um, Advent is also um, often referred to as the season of hope and um, hope is a hard thing to kind of get your mind around hope is not something that you can just decide to have it's not something that you can just well I'm gonna I'm just gonna hope I'm just gonna Make my mind up and be hope, be a hopeful people. Um, hope is only something that you can receive as a gift. Hope is something that um, is given to us because of what we know, because of what we believe. Um, and those are things that, that we can experience and that we can decide. But um, hope and joy and the Holy Spirit are all over these readings, even in the collect today. Um, It spoke of the hope that is to be revealed when Jesus comes again. And um, none of us knows when that's going to be. None of us knows when that's going to be, either personally or uh, corporately. And so we have to be ready. And that's kind of what the season of Advent 
is about. That's kind of what the season of Advent is for. It's for preparing our hearts and our minds and ourselves um, so that we can be full of that hope, so that we can know and believe. And um, one of the reasons that these scriptures are so poignant for me is because um, the second to last summer I was at St. Christopher, the verse, the memory verse for that summer with all the kids was Romans 15, um, 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. As we look at this verse, it is the God of hope. That is who the Trinity is, the God of hope. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are the God of hope. And what we're asking, what Paul's final benediction at the end of this letter is, is that the God of hope will fill the hearers of this with joy and peace in believing. Joy and peace are the fruit of hope. Joy and peace are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we think about that gift of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, they're within the first three that are listed there. Um, Joy and peace are something that are unshakable for a believer. No matter how difficult or how hard this life may be. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that is the, the living God who comes to live within us to bring Jesus to life in our lives, um, may He fill us with joy and peace so that we may abound in hope. Well, um, this verse was the the verse for summer camp that summer, and um, that was the summer that Jack Flesher drowned. And um, it was a few weeks into summer camp. I don't remember exactly how far it was, but Jack was in my small group, and um, I. I had a small group of guys we met on Monday mornings um, for the summer, and there were probably seven or eight guys. And um, uh, we would usually kind of um, talk about what the previous week of camp had been like, and then um, we would pray for each other, and that was pretty much the hour that we had was kind of unpacking, looking forward to the week that was coming, and then just spending time praying for each other. And um, I'll never forget um, how excited Jack was because it was right after the senior session. And senior session, the kind of conclusion of senior session is a big worship night. And the Holy Spirit always moves in a really powerful way. And um, the the lives of the kids that are there are touched and transformed. And they're ministered to 
largely by the staff, the summer camp staff, um, but the Holy Spirit is the one moving through the summer camp staff doing that ministry. And I remember how excited Jack was about the way the Lord used him um, and how he just couldn't believe um, the breakthrough and the sort of supernatural things that happened under his hand by the ministry of the Holy Spirit through him and how excited he was about that. And um, and I just remember telling him, yeah, you were used by the Lord um, as part of his plan and to be an instrument of his grace and his healing and his love to all those kids that you that you were able to minister to. And and that's that's what it's all about. That's that's what being a Christian is all about. And um, he was just so, so jazzed. I mean, so juiced up by what he had seen and experienced as um, an agent and a vessel of God's grace and God's love. And the next Monday, he wasn't with us. Um, the next Monday was a very different small group meeting. Um, and it just is a reminder, um, just as a, uh, that we always need to be open to what the Lord's doing. We always need to be willing to be used by the Lord because he was taken very, very early, very prematurely. Um, and I still don't know, I don't, this for a different time and a different conversation, I don't know why or what the Lord's plans were in calling him home at 16 or 17 years old. But I know that Jack um, knew the Lord, and I know that he had experienced that hope and that joy and that peace that comes from knowing the Lord and serving the Lord. And um, that is... That is what the hope is all about. That is the the idea of it all is that um, we can always be used by the Lord. And the Lord will use all things for his good, even the bad things of our lives. And um, I feel like this verse was given to Justin for that summer because the Lord knew what was coming. And it was a way for us to fix our eyes on the hope and the joy and the peace of believing what we couldn't really understand or get our minds around in the present. Does that all make sense? I mean, it was, it was a hard summer. Um, so as I think about this, I can't have this as one of the readings and not talk about that a little bit because um, it was it was immensely impacting in my life to see how everybody rallied around the hope of Jesus because of what happened with Jack. It was immensely powerful in my life to see how Jack had gone from being, uh, you know, sort of one of the cool kids and kind of ho-hum about being at summer camp that year 
to being really fired up about what the Lord had just done through him and with him. And wow, it was amazing. But for all of us, for right here, what, what do we lift out of this? Well, John the Baptist is saying to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees, he's saying the axe is at the root. It's happening right now. And I think that's what we also need to hear. And when I think about this verse from Romans and this um, verse from John the Baptist, the axe is laid to the root. It's happening right now. It is, I mean, it is on the doorstep for all of us. And it, it doesn't have to be a scary end of the thing, end of our lives, end of the world, kind of on the doorstep. It is uh, on the doorstep of this Holy Spirit breakthrough for the God of hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit, fill us with all joy and peace in believing that we may abound in hope. Jesus has come. Jesus is coming. And for that, we should be hopeful. We should be full of peace and full of joy. We should be delighted to know that the end is coming. But we should also be present here. Paul writes that we should we have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves where are the people in your life that are weak in whatever ways and where do we need to encourage them where do we need to build them up with joy and with peace and with hope um I just think about, um, you know, life is difficult. And um, everybody's got their own struggles. And um, we just received some difficult news about Julie's mom. And um, she'd probably be really upset to know that I'm telling you this and that this is being recorded and so on and so forth. But... Um, her mom has always had what has been diagnosed as fibromyalgia and um, they've recently sort of shifted that diagnosis to something called multiple systems atrophy and it's about as bad as it sounds um, and the parasympathetic nervous system is beginning to deteriorate so everything that is autonomic everything that you don't think about doing um, is beginning to sort of wither away and apparently it's been going on for a long time and now it's really beginning to progress rapidly and um, what's amazing about this woman is the joy and the peace and the hope that she has in the face of this illness that is um, really debilitating her very quickly that can only come by the power of the Holy Spirit. That can only come by the love of Jesus in her life. And um, she's an incredible witness to the goodness of God in the midst of suffering. We all have difficult things going on. 
they're not all as bad as uh, the loss of a son or the diagnosis of, of a terminal illness, but um, none of us knows. So we need to be ready. We need to stay ready. And we need to fix our eyes on Jesus because he is the author, the pioneer, the firstborn, and the first one to ever rise from the dead. And in him we see all the promises of God as they will be for us. So the aches, the pains, the difficulties, all of that will be gone. And it will be transformed into glory. The good news is, he's already started doing that work. It's not yet complete, but he's already started doing that work. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, and the apostles were sent out empowered to touch and transform the world, to speak the truth, to show the love of God, to do signs and wonders and miracles, that same power has been given to us. Jesus even said, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. You see, he is still, he has never stopped redeeming this world. He just hasn't finished yet. And we have a part to play in that. We can encourage one another. We can show love to people who need to see that love. And we can demonstrate the hope that we have to a world that desperately needs that hope. That's what we've been called to do. That's what we've been empowered to do. And that is why... um, this season of Advent is is so difficult because it is an already and a not yet. He's already come. He's started it, but he's not yet finished it. And we are in the middle of this trying to work it out, hopefully not by ourselves. Hopefully we're trying to work it out with God's help and with God's grace, full of the hope and the joy and the peace that comes from knowing that whenever our time is done, we will be with him And we will be like him in every respect. You see, that's a message of hope. That's something about which we can be hopeful. And that that truth is enough to give us joy and peace in the midst of a difficult time. Sorry for this being such a kind of a downer. But it is not without its golden, uh, golden edges and silver linings. And it's that God um, knows exactly what we're going through. That he is with us and he is for us. And he will encourage us and strengthen us along the way if we will only let him. So let's allow the Lord to um, move in our lives and to use us for his glory, to bring forth his healing, to bring forth his encouragement, and to show forth his love, his joy, his peace, so that we may abound in hope. So may the God of hope fill you, fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you may abound in hope. Amen.